Hey guys, what's up? This is the Man vs. Wheelchair Podcast, where we talk about shortcuts, secrets, and truths we wish we knew 20 years ago about being disabled. Together, let's take over your disability with a winning mindset and learn to live life the way you want. Hey everybody, this is Isaac here with Man vs. Wheelchair. And this is Joshua. And today we have a very special treat. We are actually um, on the line right now with, uh, with a guy that I've been following for a couple of years. Um, he's a, a very, very wonderful inspiration to the uh, disabled community, and uh, we're really excited to have him, Mr. 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 Kevin Chandler. Yay! <laughs> welcome, welcome. Thank you for uh, for being with us, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Cool. Hey, uh, just to to get uh, get things going, could you go ahead and just give like a quick about me you don't necessarily have to go uh you know like disability wise but just like kind of in- introduce yourself if you would and, and what you're into and, and and what you're all about sure uh yeah so um i live up in indiana um with a couple of friends and uh about two years ago uh we decided that we wanted to explore europe and um that was going to be a little difficult because i'm in a wheelchair and the things we wanted to do were like mountain climbing and, you know, going to cities that we knew were not necessarily accessible. So, um, we came up with a, a backpack, uh, kind of design that, um, my friends could carry me in and we left my wheelchair behind and, uh, spent three weeks, uh, exploring Europe and, um, they, they just carried me through the whole thing. And, um, that was two years ago. So now, uh, we do a lot of speaking, uh, about that. We made a, a documentary and I've written a book, um, that's not out yet, but, um, we're kind of carrying those things through, um, as we speak and share our story and, uh, work alongside others to, uh, kind of redefine accessibility as being, uh, people helping people and getting creative with, um, you know, changing your situation. Um, the world is not always, uh, accessible, but, um, you know, with the help of others, you can maybe make it. So, so that's, uh, what we've been doing for about two years. Um, besides doing that, um, I, I, you know, hang out, uh, at a coffee shop back home and, um, uh, write stories and play backgammon and, uh, watch movies and, do all the normal stuff. Awesome. Awesome. So, so you design, uh, sorry, you designed the backpack. Um, yeah. So we, we started with, um, a company called Deuter. They have like a toddler carrier kind of thing. And, uh, we use that as our base and then, um, worked up from there. So we had to redesign the seat to distribute weight better. And, um, there were a few other things about it that we had to uh, work on to uh, give more uh, security and stability for me as well as uh, the carriers. Um, so I actually worked with the guys that um, that went with me to Europe. We worked on it for about four months before we left. And oh, wow. um, yeah, my, my dad's an airplane mechanic, so he is kind of a MacGyver. He can <laughs> fix and make anything. So he was involved as well. And um, we just kind of threw this thing together and uh, made it work for the trip, and we had a backup with us just in case. 
but um, now we're we're working with that same company to make a a more professional, more durable version okay. of what we had. Wow, what what was that like? Just leaving the wheelchair behind. Yeah, like that that moment. I think I read on your website like you left it in the airport in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, in Atlanta. Um, and so we we stayed the night in Atlanta the night before at a hotel right by the airport, and then just took a shuttle over to the airport. So we left my chair, um, I guess, technically at the hotel in my van, but um, it's just easier to say it was at the airport. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I, you know, in the process of like getting out of my chair, getting in the backpack and getting on the shuttle, uh, it was all kind of quick. And so I didn't really think about it yeah. uh, at the moment. You know, there wasn't this big revelation of, uh, you know, this is the moment stepping out into the great unknown. It was just. Like, oh, we got to catch this bus, you know, <laughs> jumped on. So um, also, you know, like I said, the past four months before that, we had been uh, working on the backpack, which meant I spent a lot of time in it, uh, testing it out. So it didn't really feel any different from any other time. Um, the The moment that it really hit me was uh, about, a, about a week into the trip, um, I noticed that I, I was getting kind of um, like on edge and kind of annoyed with people and which mm. is not not normal for me and uh, especially these guys they're you know some of my best friends and um, and just an amazing group and so I I started evaluating why I was feeling this way and I realized it was because um, I without thinking I had traded one freedom for another in the sense that um now with these guys carrying me i could literally go anywhere but it was uh, it was a conversation it was with them it was you know kind of at their mercy uh if you will um whereas you know when i'm in my wheelchair i can't go everywhere per se but i uh i can do that on my own you know the places i can go and i can wander off and kind of do as i please um, so I realized that I'd given up one for the other, uh, not that one is better than the other. I just, uh, I found we were wandering through London and I was like, oh, I, I would kind of like to go that way on my own and, and everyone right. else wants to go this way. So, um, so yeah, that was the moment when I really, it, it set in like, oh, you're without your wheelchair and you have another two weeks to go. And, uh, that was also the moment where I was like, oh. I really need to get over myself and <laughs> and enjoy yeah. this experience that we're having right. together. Um, otherwise, I'll miss out. And um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I had that moment um, when I did and just worked through it uh, with the help of the other guys. And we kept going and had an awesome time. Man, that's amazing. What's uh, with with being able to to put that type of trust on someone to carry you on on their back. What's what's that dynamic like uh, with your friends? I mean, is and 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 to even go a step further, like what is that group's dynamic like? Like your friends? I mean, obviously they they love you and they care about you. Otherwise, they wouldn't be doing this. But what's what's that relationship like? Uh, as far as like, man, whatever you need, you know, wherever you want to go, because you said that that it was getting a little frustrating. Did you, did you work that out eventually or did you just kind of, um, 
I guess, humble yourself and say wherever they go, they go. Yeah, um, I think it's it's definitely a humbling uh, process on both ends, you know. So so there were times when, um, or the, there were parts where they had to say, all right, what do you want to do? And there were parts where I had to say, okay, what do you want to do? <laughs> you know? and, yeah, right. Um, I mean, it's just like any group of friends going anywhere. You you decide together what what you're going to do, and because um, ultimately you'd rather be together than doing something else on your own. And so, um, so so that's definitely where that conversation went in that dynamic. Um, and I think uh, it was just something that I had to come to understand because I uh, was you know, attached to them. <laughs> I, I didn't really have a choice um, in where I went and in that regard, but, um, but they were so uh, gracious and, um, and yeah, kind in, in the whole process. And uh, there were even, you know, there were some days where we had kind of a, a loose itinerary of things specifically that um, we wanted to do. And then there were things that, um, we had talked about that they said, okay, Kevin wants to see this specifically. Um, it doesn't really mean much to us, but because he cares about it, we're going to do it. And uh, it proved to be um, really special for everyone um, in that case. And there were a few days like that, um, but there were also things that we all wanted to see. Um, and then um, there were there were other things that the other guys wanted to do, and I, I was happy to go along with that um, because after all, they were doing so much for me. So um, I think that that translates into everyday life back home um, and, you know, other trips that we take. Um, I think, you know, I, kind of as a side note, um, people with disabilities can, uh, when they're trying to decide what, like how they would travel, um, you can kind of look at your everyday life and translate that into it and say, okay, well, how do I interact with people at home? Mm -hmm. Well, it's going to be the same thing. It's just a different place and um, a different situation in some regards. Um, but you still need help and you still have people that you know helping you. And so, um, so yeah, just kind of a process that we all have to go through in that regard. Um, but at home, for me, uh, I've got uh, about a dozen guys. Well, so I, I have two roommates that I live with and then about a dozen other guys that come in throughout the week and, and help out um, just on a volunteer basis, which is really awesome and just further uh, shows and reminds me uh, how much I'm loved by them. Yeah. And, um, so that's, that's a constant uh, encouragement every morning and every night. So, um, cool. but even with that, you know, there's stuff that comes up, someone has, uh, an exam or, or something comes up at work or someone's uh, family needs them. And um, I have to be willing to give a bit on my end and say, okay, well, let me find somebody else for that day. And, and vice versa, you know, if, um, if someone else, you know, has something come up, um, one of the other guys is happy to step in. And um, so it's a, it's a shifting thing and um, we just kind of figure it out every day um, by all of us uh, giving a little bit of ourselves, you know, and saying, well, ultimately uh, it's about taking care of everyone else. So I have to look out for them and they look out for me and it works out. <laughs>
that's a wonderful uh, that's that's a wonderful mindset of of being able to to put yourself to where you are taking care of someone else, even though you are completely reliant upon someone taking care of you. You know that really that really helps. Well, it does with me, anyways. In in feeling, um, you know, it it, it boosts my my uh, my. Uh, oh, I guess what it, would that be? My my need to be needed, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. You know, yeah. and and to be appreciated and to be relevant. And Josh and I talk about, um, you know, what's your uh, what's your value, and 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 one thing that we try to to help show people is that you have such amazing value and it it's not dependent on your disability at all it's dependent on your um on your views of life on your views of how um well how you view yourself how you treat others and how humble you can be and the more that you can uh, understand other people are here to help you and and they do it because they want to you know, you're 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 not going to get people like like your friends that uh, willingly just come over and do it voluntarily if they don't care about you and if they're not invested in you, and that's because you are a value to them that that you know even just in friendship wise, but in other in other areas, and that's one thing that we try to tell people is that you know do your best to grow your value so that way other people can invest in you and you can invest in them. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, it definitely requires you to, uh, to think outside of yourself, you know? And, um, I think sometimes with a disability, it's easy to be pretty self-centered because you have actual practical needs that that need to be fulfilled. You know, it's like, well, I'm, I'm really hungry and I need someone to make this food, you know, or, or I have to use the restroom and no one's going to fault you for actually needing that, you know? And, um, and so, you know, I think in some ways, uh, sometimes society gives us a a pass, um, on being selfish, you know? And, And so we have to just realize it ourselves of, Hey, you know, I need to need to put others first and think about them and yeah. and really look out for them and, and care for them. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think that was important that you mentioned. You kind of realize that, uh, you know, in the middle of your trip, and it's it's like uh, you you surround yourself with like the good people. You know, you have to have like uh, supportive friends and family around you to to do things that you know you were able to do. And without those people, you know, you wouldn't have been able to do those things. But those people come around with you being, you know, more selfless and and adding something to them as well. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Well, one one thing that I would love to get your uh, perspective on is, was there a moment in your life where you said... Uh, you know, this disability thing is, it's just whatever I want to move on. I want to, I want to get over this. I want to, I want to go experience the world. Or was that something that was just kind of ingrained in you from the beginning? Uh, yeah, I, I would say that, um, it's always been the case. I mean, you know, we all have 
kind of hard days, you know, where, where you start to rethink it. But um, for the most part, I, I think it's always been, like you said, ingrained. Um, I have uh, really amazing parents um, who, you know, this idea of just waking up and saying, well, what do I want to do and what can I do and finding something in the middle and, and you know, pushing myself um, and thinking outside the box. I mean, that all comes straight from them and that's who they were before I, you know, my siblings and I came along and that's who they're going to continue to be. And so um, they definitely fostered that in me. Um, I also, I have an older sister who also has uh, SMA. And so um, we've always had each other to, to encourage each other and, um, you know, think through things. Um, but also, I mean, um, you know, I, I have a, relationship with the Lord, which uh, is really where my identity is. And so um, that that kind of uh, overarches all of it, where it's like, you know, I, I, have, I have a disability. I'm not perfect, but um, no one is. And, you know, I have this promise that uh, there's uh, something be- better and something bigger than me um, that defines who I am, besides the fact that my legs don't work. So, so that has always uh, been kind of the catalyst of what what has carried me through that. Right, that's that's awesome because I love uh, I, with you. I love that my identity comes first and foremost through my faith, and not through like my disability. You know, like I don't want to be I don't want to be identified. Although I am a lot of times, uh, but you know, I, I want to be identified as as Isaac. The person as Isaac, you know, hopefully a, a faithful servant of the Lord. And then like seven or eight chapters later, oh yeah, by the way, Isaac has a disability. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, is, is that something that, that you, that you experience of people, um, kind of automatically identifying you with the disability instead of your personality? Have, has that ever been something that that you've encountered? Um, I, I think it's always kind of in the background. You know, you have some people who can't get past that, and then you have other people who can, um, other people who uh, might get past it a little too fast, you know, and you're yeah. like, no, I, I still, hmm. you know, I still need this or that. But um, uh, yeah, I think part of it for me, um, my, so my parents, kind of raised me in uh, the able-bodied community, um, but still having my sister around, I, I kind of feel like I understood both sides um, of, the, of the story. And so uh, with that, kind of going into, uh, going into a room, going into communities, um, I've always kind of put myself out there in a way that um, my disability is not up front. Um, so just putting my personality out there first. Um, and also, you know, going back to the friends that I have, just surrounding myself with people that do see past that and see me for who I am. Um, and so if I have them with me, that influences the rest of, you know, the people around us, the rest of the room. Uh, an example I could give is uh, when I'm in the backpack, kind of as an extreme example, um, when I'm in the backpack and I'm being carried around, 
I mean, that's a very weird sight to see. You know, that's right. that's not normal for anyone, including myself. <laughs> and, yeah. and yet, um, when you have me and six other guys walk into a room and treat it like normal, I mean, sure, the rest of the room might look for, you know, a moment. They might stare for a second. But the normalcy that the rest of the group provides um, kind of permeates the room. And um, and in no time, everyone's okay with it. There was a, a restaurant we went to while we were in England, and it was somebody, one of our hosts, took us there, and it was like this really fancy, like, five-star restaurant. And, um, and so we come in, and I'm in the backpack, and so we have to kind of fumble around and put some chairs together and figure out how to set my backpack you know, so I'm at the table and everything. Mm -hmm. And these, like, really well-dressed, well-to-do people at the table behind us, like, got up and started helping us with it. Oh, wow. And um, and without, like, a second thought. And I just thought that was so cool. And um, I don't, I mean, I still don't know who they were, but I wonder if uh, how much of that was because, um, you know, you had Tom and Ben and Philip and Robbie and all these guys with me who kind of just did it naturally and so everyone else saw that and were like oh yeah this is normal so <laughs> so um just being proactive and surrounding myself with those people and um hopefully that affects others as well that's awesome that's awesome what uh what advice would you give to someone who is uh and, and I don't always like to just uh, narrow it down to someone with a disability, but just anyone that is struggling as far as coming out of that struggle uh, and, and facing the world. I mean, you've, it, it's a brave thing to get thrown up on the shoulders of some guys and go walking around the world. That's, that's very brave. What, what advice would you give to start that process of coming out of your shell and, and going for it? Yeah. Um, well, so when I'm in the backpack and being carried by these guys, uh, there's one guy in particular named Tom, who is kind of the, uh, the instigator. He's the one that gets us into the most trouble, but it makes for the best stories. Uh -huh. And um, what I've realized is, uh, people, I don't know, people seem to think that I'm this really adventurous, you know, exciting, courageous person. I'm like, I'm I'm good with sitting at home and reading a book for a bit, but you know, if you want to go skydiving, okay. But <laughs> you know, um, but I don't like go out and seek that. Whereas uh, Tom does. So when I'm on his back, uh, it's really interesting because I've realized that um, I don't need to be all that courageous. I just need to have a moment of courage to say yes. Mm -hmm. And so when he's like, "Hey," uh, let's climb up this ladder and, you know, onto this. We were at a church a while back and uh, it was this big church and they were like, we want to, you know, do you guys want to go up to the catwalk? We want to show you that like above everything. <laughs> and all I, all I needed to say was, okay. And then, you know, Tom took over from there and I was on his back going, Oh, maybe this isn't a good idea, but we were already halfway up the ladder, you know? And so um, with that, uh, I would say, uh, to people that are, you know, struggling with whatever it may be, um, if you know, if it's depression or, or some sort of physical disability or 
or some other thing, um, even just a social thing, um, you just need a moment of courage to, to take that first step and, um, and see what happens from there. And, uh, if that first step is to surround yourself with the right people, um, then the second step is even easier. And, um, so I think, I think that's the thing is having support around you. Um, and then, uh, having, just a split second of courage to say yes um, is the is the start of really great things. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So it all kind of kind of comes down to momentum, right? Like once you start like doing like more adventurous things, you know, you just start doing more and more and getting more and more comfortable with getting outside of your comfort zone and and doing new things, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, an adventure can be just you know, crossing your street to yeah. get an ice cream, you know, or, yeah. or, you know, going downtown to hang out with people or, or whatever it may be. Um, or it could be, you know, traveling the world, but it all, it all looks the same in that it starts with just saying yes and going for it. Um, taking that first step out your door. Yeah, cool. that's, that's true. You know, what I was wondering is, uh, you mentioned that there are, four or five different people that help carry you around mm. yeah um actually we're the the group is growing so uh, when when we went to europe we had four guys uh and then two cameramen um and now uh we're going to china in august and we're going to have five carriers um and then a few other people helping out with like translation and mm-hmm. you know all that sort of stuff that you need in china <laughs> and uh right and and then while i'm home i've got other guys who uh help out at the house but then some other guys that help carry when whenever we want to go you know hiking or traveling or whatever so so i've kind of lost count of, <laughs> of who all we have yeah. but uh it's a it's a cool group cool group of guys and um it's fun to see it always growing uh kind of because of that um how they set the the pace and um other people see us doing it and they're like oh i want to try it out i want to help out and um so that's that's kind of where we are and uh we're excited to uh kind of as a side note to uh when people are saying hey i want to help out say great let's find other people for you to help yeah and uh, just spreading that out more that's that's really cool you're kind of building like a community based on on helping everybody out yeah 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 exactly um so one one of the questions that i i was really curious about is whenever you're being um carried by different people do you feel like your experiences change like um, i don't know if that makes sense like whenever you know one person is carrying you that that has like that's more outgoing or, or something like that is it like faster pace or is is it all pretty much the same because you're all doing the same thing oh yeah i uh i have definitely <laughs> on the physical side of, i've learned that people walk very different ways <laughs> so, you have like people that loaf around and people that speed walk and uh-huh. um, you just have you know people that lumber and people that grew up in marching bands, so they're super smooth. <laughs> um, but um, also I've, I've realized that um, whoever's carrying me, we kind of uh, take on each other's 
perspectives and personalities. Yeah. Um, and we not only does the world see us as one person, but um, we kind of see the world as one person. So uh, it's definitely different depending on the person. Um, there are some people I I enjoy. Uh, being carried by more than others and, mm-hmm. and some people that I'm like, well, that was fun. Let's never do it again. Um, and so <laughs> I like the way you put that. <laughs> uh, so when we were in France, um, the day that I was so grumpy, uh, I, I really wanted to get off on my own just to kind of start processing this stuff and uh, why I was feeling this way. And so one of the guys on the trip, uh, Ben, uh, as my roommate back in Indiana. And so we, we spend all of our time together. And so we're kind of used to being around each other, but not doing anything, you know, mm-hmm. like how you do with your best friends or your roommates. So um, I asked him, I said, do you mind? I need to be by myself for a while. Do you mind carrying me? And we just go off on our own. Cause that's <laughs> the closest I'm going to get, you know, on this trip. Yeah. And, uh, and so he was really great and in, in doing that. And he was like, so, like, you don't want to talk right now? I was like, no, not really. Do you mind if we just go for a walk? And, and so we did that. Um, and so, you know, having a, a friend like that, that I can just, I don't know, we, we just clicked in that in that way. Um, that's one example. And then uh, there was another guy while we were in London. Uh, my friend Philip wanted to go to uh, the British Museum, I think it was. and uh, And so... Uh, I don't know. I don't think we planned on this, but I ended up being on his back while we were at the museum. Mm-hmm. And it was cool because I never planned to go to the museum myself. It was, again, one of those examples of, well, this is something he wants <clears throat> to do, so we'll do it. Um, but being on his back, I, I enjoyed it all the more because uh, his excitement for it was, you know, contagious. And, and I picked up on it. And as we walked around, he would start talking about, um, different artifacts and stuff and he's a history teacher and so he was just you know in his element he was so excited and as a result I was so excited too and it was such a rich experience uh, to have together so uh, it definitely changes person by person uh, with Tom yeah I'm always up for doing crazy things and um, he just knows how to talk me into it so uh, yeah yeah yeah, it's a different experience every time, and it's that's, been kind of cool. <laughs> that's that's cool. Like you get to, I feel like you get to experience like, I don't know, you get to experience the people as well. You know, like you're mm-hmm. you're not just stuck in. I wouldn't say stuck, but you know, you're not just like by yourself there. And, you know, like you said with the the museum. You know, he was excited for it, so it made you excited. But that's really cool. That's really, really yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it's even in the case with my roommate, I mean, it's always a communal experience, uh, an experience that I'm having with someone else. And so um, I think when you're doing stuff with other people, it always enriches it. And, yeah. Um, so it makes it great. Yeah. Um, one, but, thing, one thing I wanted to, to kind of make sure we got in here um, would be like, what... Uh, what advice or what tips do you have for people who want to travel who are disabled? And and in my head, I was, you know, not thinking necessarily the accessibility part, 
but like in order to stay healthy or or not to get sick whenever you know you're traveling and you're not on mm. your routine yeah yeah um i would say something i've learned is um whatever uh the pace is for uh, a normal like able-bodied person um just slow it down <laughs> you know i mean you guys know that and um and i think there are two other things one is um you know when you're traveling you're you know running on adrenaline you're mm-hmm. you're excited about what you're doing you still have to you know you still have to slow down and you still have to make yourself rest um you still have to make yourself eat healthy and <laughs> make good decisions um fortunately the the guys that I have with me uh, help me with, you know, making those decisions and um, keeping me on track um, with being healthy uh, as best as we can. Um, and there was another point, but I don't remember what it was. Oh, um, yeah. So I, I would also say just um, for me, the, the most difficult part uh, physically is the point A to point B travel. Um, and so you know, when you do that point A to point B, um, and I mean, everyone's different, but generally speaking, I would say, um, you know, you have an itinerary when you, when you get there and throughout your time, but make sure that the, the itinerary is, uh, loose enough that when you, if you get there and you're like, I need a break, you, you can, take that break you're you're not like oh but we have this to do we bought these tickets we have this appointment you know um just give yourself a lot of leeway and uh, a lot of grace and um how you do things and so cool yeah that would be it (laughs) can i get can i get you to give me your craziest story that's happened whether it be you know tripping and falling or just like the most beautiful thing you've ever seen I want through your travels with your friends. What's the one thing that absolutely stands out the most? Oh man! Well, we haven't tripped and fallen yet. That's good. Well, that's good. <laughs> and um, um, oh man, I'm trying to think of the craziest. I mean, there it's all just so much fun. Um, man, so. Uh, this is, I don't know if this is the absolute craziest, but it's pretty high up there. Um, a few months ago, we were out in California um, working on some stuff, doing some speaking. And one day we had some free time, so we went out to the beach. And uh, and I was on Tom's back, which is normally how the crazy stories start. And <laughs> um, we were walking along, and the water was, you know, rushing up onto his feet. And... He said, you know, Kevin, uh, as your friend and as your carrier, I think it's my moral obligation to get you out into the water. <laughs> and so uh, we started walking because uh, I, 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 in that moment, I said, okay, why not? So, so we uh, started walking out into the tide and uh, we got, I don't know, we got to where probably the water was like, up to his knees and and the waves would you know barely hit my feet which are about at his waist and uh, he said how you doing and and i thought that meant well if i'm doing well then we can go back and so i said oh, I'm, I'm doing great and he said cool i'm gonna keep going 
so uh so we ended up about waist deep uh in the tide and the the waves were crashing up and and it was a cool experience um but after a few minutes it was it was pretty cold so we walked back in uh (laughs) or back to shore and uh as we got out there this there was a uh is it a parasurfer i think it was um was like right around where we had just been and uh and he like jumped off his board and let the wind pull him in to uh, shore and ran up to us and was like, did you guys not realize that like there were, there were sharks like right around where you were. No uh, way. Oh, okay, oh. cool. So uh, we survived that. I guess uh, we'll see what happens next. So, so that's Man. probably one of the, one of the crazier things. Um, nothing too dramatic happened in the moment, but afterwards you realize what was going on uh, underneath. So, yeah. yeah yeah wow that's awesome hey how can uh how can people learn more about you what what are what are some places that they can go and visit to uh to keep up to date with you um so uh you can go to wecarrykevin.com um that and through that you can link to our facebook and instagram and uh twitter and um we also have a, a gofundme going for the china trip uh, so if you go to wecarrykevin.com, there's a link for it at the top and I think at the bottom and in a few other places. So <laughs> tried tried to make it as easy to find as possible. So yeah, just wecarrykevin.com and that'll take you everywhere. So. Right, man. Well, thank you so much for letting us interview you. And uh, it was such a blessing to be able to meet you. And uh, we just hope that you, we hope that you have continued success in all that you do, man. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode. And uh, take care. If you guys want to hear more, go ahead and go to manversewheelchair.com. And make sure to go to manversewheelchair.club to sign up for our newsletters and extra content. Thanks for listening to the Man vs. Wheelchair podcast. If you guys got this far, that's amazing. And I hope you got some value. And I want you to do one more thing for me. Go to manversuswheelchair.com and sign up to join the club. That's where we're going to give you exclusive content and more tips on how to level up in life. So go do that right now. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to hit that follow button.